Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout. Hey, this is Steve the Scout and Austin Smith. We're back in the Pro Football Scouting Show, and today um, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about teams in the AFC that can have uh, breakout stars on the offensive side of the ball. Austin, let's talk about the AFC South. Looking at the Houston Texans, do you see anyone on the offensive side of the ball uh, that can that can really, you know, make a big jump this year? Um, you know, the guy that, that just jumps out at me and he's a guy that had a pretty darn strong, uh, rookie campaign is, uh, is Kiki Cootie. And this is a guy who, uh, a little bit more of a slot receiver, but, but has some versatility to the routes that he can run. Uh, he, he's not just that typical short, you know, get it, the short route, get it in my hands and, and let me get up field, uh, type of guy. He's a guy that can, can make plays in the intermediate routes as well. And, uh, and I really thought that he was going to, uh, have a big rookie season. Now, now he had some injuries and obviously, um, you know, when, when you're a rookie coming in and you're trying to get chemistry with your quarterback, you know, uh, it's already tough enough that first year, just with the chemistry, but but then you get injuries and 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 that obviously stalls things. So so you know I expect him after only uh, after 41 uh, or 28, I beg your pardon, 28 receptions as a rookie. I expect this guy to come back and 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 possibly double, maybe even you know over, more than double that number. I expect this to be a guy 60, 70 receptions when the year's done because. Let, let's face it. DeAndre Hopkins is the guy and everybody that plays Houston has to account for DeAndre Hopkins. Deshaun Watson can make plays with his feet and the running backs there. Sure. You know, they, uh, they're a solid group when you think about Deontay Freeman and Lamar Miller, but, but they don't scare me. The guy that scares me is DeAndre Hopkins. And if he is consistently, you know, being targeted, then they're just going to consistently bracket, you know, coverage over him. They're going to consistently double team him. And that's going to work out in Kiki Cootie's favor. So that's a guy that I really expect to take a big step forward. Like I say, you know, as, as many as 60 or 70 receptions he's capable of in his second year. And, you know, if you're talking about a guy that's coming out and becoming maybe close to a thousand yard receiver, then, you know, that that's definitely fits the definition of a breakout player. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you my, my breakout, my breakout star. Uh, if, if he if he get if he gets a chance, if he gets a chance to play, uh, I think Titus Howard can make a big impact his 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 rookie year. There's a lot there's a lot to like about him. Um, would I say that he's. You know, and, and look, um, they got, you know, they they got, you know, they got Max Sharping as well in the draft. So they have they have these young offensive linemen. Um, but 
is there anyone really on, on that roster that I could say, oh, yeah, I think they're going to just have a huge breakout year that hasn't done so already? Because when we look at the guys that have done it already, we look at Deshaun Watson, we look at DeAndre Hopkins. For me, uh, no. Maybe I do have to watch more tape and do more analysis on on Kiki Cootie, and that's that's why it's good to have you here. Open my eyes to, to a new guy that maybe I'm I'm not looking at, but I guess based on my knowledge, you know, of all these players, there's really no one on the Texans roster that I'm saying, wow, this guy is gonna really, you know, have a have a have a major breakout year um, that hasn't 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 already done so. We're gonna move on to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, their offense really started to get going again last season. Uh, Andrew Luck came back and really returned to MVP form where he was, um, you know, he, he was really, you know, one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think, um, you know, if Andrew Luck stays healthy, this is no question a Hall of Fame quarterback in the making. Uh, now, Austin, there, there's a lot to like uh, about, about this offensive line. Uh, first, first of all, you got to start off with Quint with with Quentin Nelson. They drafted him out of Notre Dame at guard. But what about Ryan Kelly, a, a guy that did a hell of a job at center last year? And uh, you know, Anthony Costanzo and Eric Ebron had a breakout year. Um, it, I, I'm I'm and again, you know, maybe maybe it's just me, but I'm just not seeing anyone on this roster that can have a you know a, a breakout season. Because I'll tell you what. I'm not that big on Paris Campbell, not nearly as much as a lot of other people. And, and you and I, we've talked about this before. Um, he's he's just he's just very much a project speedster right now. That you know, it's still you know, it's going to take him some time to become a more refined route runner to really you know convert convert to convert that raw speed into football playing speed. So, um, but look, if there's an offensive system that's going to work in his favor. I think it can be in Indianapolis, but uh, I do think that even Eric Ebron could take another step forward this year. Um, so, so I don't, I don't know if, if I have, you know, an, an obvious choice. I guess if I had to go with one, I, maybe I'd look at Ebron evolving even, even more. Austin, is there anyone in this Colts lineup on the offensive side of the ball that you think in 2019, you know, you're looking at a guy that can break out? Oh, I, I've got two of them, and uh, and one of them's going to be a real. I'm really going to go on uh, out on a branch on, but the first one I'm going to start with is Naheen Himes. And this is a guy that I know quite, quite well because my Dallas Cowboys were in love with him. I mean, and, and for the second straight year, you know, it was a guy that we thought, you know, with our fourth round pick that we could get our hands on. And I told people, I said, guys, if he makes it to that, that fourth round pick, he's a Dallas Cowboy. Well, guess what? For the second straight year, the running back that we really wanted to get our hands on, you know, he was drafted before we could pick. And Naheem Himes, Indianapolis, you know, they they got a hold of him. And as a rookie, we saw exactly what what we thought we were going to get in, in Himes. 63 receptions. Now, only 425 yards. But this is a guy that can really, really be a, a, a Tariq Cohen type player in the NFL. This is a guy that can, can, can be in the top two or three guys on your roster in, in receptions. This is a guy that can, can really be a big play threat out of the backfield. He only got 85 carries as a rookie, 314 yards. Didn't get a lot of chance to show that, but I'll tell you right now, 
this guy, him and Marlon Mack together could be a, 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 a scary combination if they both take a step forward. Obviously, Mack coming off a year where he rushed for almost 1,000 yards. And and you look at uh, what, like I say, what Himes can do is kind of a change of pace back. You know, I think Hines can be the one that's the more dangerous of the two. And that's why I think in his second year, I think they're they're going to find ways to get the ball in his hands. I think they are going to find, you know, they're going to kind of treat him like a Tariq Cohen or a Duke Johnson. They're or they're going to find ways. Hey, bud, you're not just going to spell Marlon Mack. No, we're going to have packages just for you. And we are going to play you guys 50-50. I really think that that's what we could be looking at from the running back position next year in Indianapolis. Now, the other one I'm going to go on was a guy I was big on in the draft two years ago. And we talked about Antonio Callaway in, in the prior episode, uh, you know, being a bit of a knucklehead. And this guy had his knucklehead moments, too, while he was at Clemson. But Deion Kane is an extremely talented wide receiver. He just has to mature a little bit. He has to get his head screwed on straight, and he has to commit to being the best player at his position. Now, when I look at a guy like Andrew Luck, I know what kind of respect Andrew Luck commands in that locker room. I know what kind of what figure he is when it comes to being a leader and just being a guy that 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 influences the rest of the the locker room to hey come out and put just as much effort into it as I do and if Deion Kane latches onto that he he could be a thousand yard receiver on this offense if he will commit to football and 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 keep his head screwed on straight so you know uh, Devin Funches, they brought him in. Yes, he's a big, you know, um, a big possession option. Um, they obviously, you said Paris Campbell. They brought in Paris Campbell. You know, very, very raw route runner. Uh, this is more of an offensive weapon right now, more of a gadget guy than it is true. He is a true receiver. So you know, hey, they, j- just because they've 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 made some changes at the receiver position over the offseason does not mean. That that Deion Kane is out of the picture, and I I think we we could see a guy come into training camp and take over that second receiver role across from T. Y. Hilton, and really turn into what a lot of us thought he was going to be when he left Clemson, and that's a a a, a star wide receiver in the NFL. We're going to take a, a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And also, guys, remember anytime you need to get your football fix. You tune in to pigskinnutradio.com. All right. Well, uh, you know, you talked about uh, talked about him ha- having his head screwed on straight. Uh, if I'm going to move to Jackson, if I can move to Jacksonville now, um, I wouldn't say that Leonard Fournette, his head wasn't exactly. Well, yeah, no, his head wasn't screwed on straight. What the hell am I saying? But um, <laughs> at the at the end of the day, uh, I think Leonard Leonard Fournette. Um, the, the tape, the, the tape, the tape in college and the tape from his rookie year, it's too obvious. It's, it's, it's so obvious. You can't tell me that if this guy does not have his mind, this guy has his mind in the right spot. He, he starts, he starts with, with a fresh start, keeps his head screwed on straight. This guy can have a monster year. I know he's already had production, 
but to me, he is he he really coming out of school. He really did remind me a bit of Adrian Peterson, but I think he's actually a better a better or at least about as good as a receiving back. Um, and uh, I'm telling you, I think Leonard Fournette has a has a world uh, of potential. And uh, this offense, um, you know, you've you've heard it from the Jaguars. If this offense is going to succeed this year, it's it's Leonard Fournette is going to have to have a big year because uh, Nick Foles, despite what he's done in Philadelphia, we all know what he did. Um, still, you know, you can't you can't say that, you know, Nick Foles um, with with an offense that you know, really is pretty average, you know, outside outside, you know, outside of a few players, um, you know, it's just not enough firepower to get it done. So. I think Fournette has to take that next step, but I think he can. Yeah, you know, I I, I was a big fan of Fournette's coming out of college. And, and you know, we saw a lot in his rookie year. Uh, obviously, last year there were injury issues. There were um, – I wouldn't say discipline issues, but but there were there were issues nonetheless. There were issues between him, the coaching staff, even the front office, and uh, – and he's he's got to he's got to stay focused on on being a good football player because they need him. Because let's be honest, this team does not have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football. I mean, those receivers. I keep looking for a guy that could jump out and be a number one type guy. You know, DJ Chark. I I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out of LSU. I know he put up all the great testing numbers and he had a really good week at the Senior Bowl, but. But, you know, he had, hey, LSU needed wide receivers for quite a while. And so for him, you know, to just kind of, you know, have a, a, a strong last year on campus, I was I, I I just I don't know. I don't know if I see it there. D.D. Westbrook, Marquise Lee, even, even Chris Conley. I just I don't see the guy that that scares me at the wide receiver position. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with a rookie. I'm going to say Jawan Taylor. I'm going to say that he comes in at that right tackle position and he is everything we all thought he would be when we had him pegged as a top 10 pick in this last draft. I mean, I get that the, some, some, a physical scared some teams away, but if this guy comes out healthy, uh, Leonard Fournette will be a, a breakout candidate because he's going to be paving the way for it. And you know, you look across the line at Cam Robinson. They're gonna, they, they could have the the two best, the the best combination of blocking tackles in the league between Taylor and Cam Robinson. So uh, I, I'm gonna go with Jawan Taylor. I say he, if he's healthy, I think he starts every game at right tackle for that team. And I think, uh, I think Leonard Fournette has a big season running behind him. So give me the rookie out of Florida, Jawan Taylor. Austin, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on Jawan Taylor as well. Kind, kind of, I can't believe I actually didn't mention him because um, it's really it's the perfect complement to what to what Leonard Fournette needs. You know, if you want to talk about a guy that is going to be a dominating physical presence in the run game and as a as a pass protector, um, will also will also do a good job as well as he develops. But Jawan Jawan Taylor. Um, is going to be a guy that, you know, if this offense is going to really take a step forward, uh, I think the two guys that you look at are Fournette and you and you look at and you look at Jawan Taylor. Um, and I think, you know, they're 
their seasons are very much going to mirror each other, good or good or bad. So uh, with that being said, we're going to move on uh, to our next and our final team in the AFC South. And that uh, and that team, uh, it's the Tennessee Titans. Austin, on the, on this Titans offense, who do you see um, as a guy that could that could really break out on the offensive side of the ball? You know, uh, the Titans are the one that's stumping me. Uh, I So far in the AFC, we've made it through now three divisions, and I haven't had one that I couldn't find somebody. But, uh, but you know, uh, the Titans are it. I, I just uh, – I'm sorry, you know. Here's the thing. It's not that there's not players on this roster that I don't like. I like Adam Humphreys. My issue with, with, with it is – you also go out and draft A.J. Brown, who I also like. Both these guys really are at their best in the slot. And for Humphreys, I mean, that's really what he's limited to because of his size. But but these both these players are slot players. And, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, Marcus Mariota, and even if Ryan Tannehill ends up being the guy, you know, going over the middle of the field with the football, is that, that, that's one of the more difficult things to do in the NFL. I mean, the speed of the game is is at such a high level in the NFL. And when you're talking about a confined space, when you're talking about working where the majority of the defenders are already lined up, I mean, that is that is just something that uh, that takes a very experienced hand. It takes a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of chemistry. And when I look at Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, whoever ends up being the starting quarterback, and I, I, I'm sure Mariota's going to get get the nod at least to begin with. I just don't know if if either one of those guys has the confidence, or and they certainly don't have the rapport with AJ Brown or Adam Humphreys. So as much as I like those two, I just don't know if 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 the, their their first season in Tennessee is going to live up to the expectation of their draft spot slot or their free agent uh, contract. Um, you know, we could say Corey Davis is a breakout player. He had a very, very good year last year. I thought it was kind of a breakout season. I Once again, with, with their situation at quarterback, I just don't know how much better his numbers get. I don't know how much de- more dangerous he can be with, with so many questions at the quarterback position, uh, did, did Derrick Henry, can he be a breakout guy? I mean, did he, he broke out last year. I mean, the last month of the season, he was one of the more dominant running backs in football. Deion Lewis. I mean, this is a guy that, that obviously, you know, he, he's a, one of the better change of pace guys in the NFL. So, you know, I just, I look across this entire roster and I just, I don't see it. I don't see the guy that makes me say, yeah, you know, he's in for a good season, you know, um, uh, and even even on the offensive line. I mean, I, I'm just not seeing it. So I, I think, you know, they've got a good roster. I just, you know, I don't know how much better that offense is going to look in general. They lost their offensive coordinator in, in LaFleur, who's now the head coach in Green Bay. I mean, I, I think this offense in general takes a step back. And because of that, I don't know if there's anybody on this on this offense that can truly break out because of it. Well, Austin, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put my foot down and say, from you know, this time I see things very differently. I, I think this Tennessee Titans offense 
is full of guys that that can that can have big breakout seasons and even take the next step. Uh, let's let's start out with the quarterback position. Marcus Mariota. This guy's been through the ringer in terms of have in terms of not getting protection and in terms of coaching changes and having having to learn new systems after coming into the NFL not playing in a pro style system. So his development, um, you know, and, and maybe you know it'll carry over into the, into this next year. But uh, I think when you look at what Marcus Mariota is able is able to do, um, uh, I think he's just a guy that needs more time with more coaching continuity. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he can start to have some of that this off season. And uh, I think Mariota is a guy that can, that can take that next step this year. You you look at the wide receiver position. Corey Davis had a little over a th- you know he had he had a little under a thousand yards receiving last year. I think this year he he could be looked at as maybe one of the top ten uh, receivers in the in the NFL when you want to look at want to look at production maybe even top five. Um, not not saying he will not saying he'll definitely get top five but I think he's he's going to be a guy that gets over a thousand yards this year. Um, and and then you look at the other wide receivers they brought in, AJ Brown. Um, AJ Brown, um, to me is, is a guy that is very, you know, despite, you know, being one of, one of the more highly touted wide receivers of this class, a guy that I think is very underrated, uh, um, in total as a receiver, I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, he won't, he won't take the top off of a defense. Well, um, look, I've, you know, there's plenty of evidence of him, him, of him being being a deep threat now as a deep threat he does kind of remind me of what antonio brown can offer as a deep threat um because antonio brown he's not a guy that had a blazing time at the combine so people were probably saying the same thing about him but you but if you want to if you want to look at you know his his body his body positioning and getting and getting that last second separation as the ball is coming his way he plays a lot like him in, in that in that regard, so he is he is I think as NFL ready uh, as as any any wide receiver in this class. Maybe as almost as much as any offensive player in this class. He's a route runner. He can go over the middle, do a do the dirty work. You're not worried about about anything with his size. He's got enough speed. He's got faster football speed. Uh, and then you know and that's just that wide receiver. Uh, Derrick Henry. Um, uh, a little over a thousand yards, but I think he's he's another guy that can take that next step. We started to see it at times last year. And what about Jack Conklin? I think Jack Conklin is is a is a good right tackle who is gonna get gonna get even better. So, um, and and at and at the end of the day, I, I think all over this offense are guys that can improve this year. So, or is yours once again, Austin? Hey, uh, you know what? Well, uh, it, it, you know that that could be the case. Uh, it could. I could be wrong about Tennessee. I just, I'm sorry. You know, you mentioned Marcus Mariota being a breakout candidate, and you say, you know, needing coaching continuity. Well, he's not going to get it. He's got a new offensive coordinator again, and Arthur Smith. And you know, uh, it, it's not like Mike Vrabel is a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, he's he's got that defense headed in the right direction, but. You know, the offense and and most important with Marcus Mariota, it's a confidence thing. 
this guy just does not look like a very confident football player on the field. Sure, he shows flashes. That's because he's talented. He was the second pick in the draft, you know, uh, for a reason back in 2015. I mean, the guy has the tools to do it, but he's been injured. And he's had up and down results throughout his career. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, at some point, you know, it just it, it, the story just repeats itself. A new offensive system, a new offensive coordinator, more things for me to learn as opposed to me finally getting an opportunity to take a second step or a third step in a system. I'm continuously having to learn. And you're right. The foundation wasn't really there coming out of Oregon. I mean, you know, no, no, no offense to, you know. To, to the the Oregon coaching staffs that he had during his time, but but Oregon's offense doesn't exactly translate much to the NFL, you know. Uh, so at the end of the day, I just, uh, you know, that I I could be proven wrong, and he's in a contract year. He's, I mean, it's, you know, he he's he's got to show it now if he's really going to get paid. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I just I don't see that being the case. I think. Uh, I think Tennessee, honestly, by by the end of the year, we could be talking about a team that's uh, that's considering, you know, um, going after a quarterback in, in whether it's off season or the draft. I I think we, we we could be in a situation where where Marcus Mariota, you know, is is looking for a new home and 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 you know maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he does need to take a step back uh, in order to be able to maximize his long-term potential because because the bottom line is there there, there has been no consistency in Tennessee's offense since he's been in the league. So, you know, if he's going to uh, – if he's ever going to learn to be a more polished passer in the NFL – he is going to have to learn the mental side of things first, and that's something that has just continuously been uh, been changed up on him. But you know, uh, it's constantly been altered based on the fact that the person who's teaching him is constantly, you know, is constantly being shuffled around. So, so uh, you know, like I say, hey, I'd love to be proven wrong because you know I was a fan of Marcus Mariota's coming out of Oregon, but uh, but but. You know, this is it for him. This is his year where he needs to either prove it or you're going to be looking for a new job. Yeah, this is this is a this is a critical critical year for him as it is for as it is for Jameis Winston. These guys have had what you would look at as successful years, considering their age, especially. We'll see. We'll see how it unfolds this year. So up next on the pro football scouting show, Austin and I are going are gonna to break down players in the AFC West on the offensive side of the ball that can have breakout seasons in 2019. And also, guys, remember, anytime you need to get your football fix, you tune in to pigskinnutradio.com. <laughs> 